0: Hey friends and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host Bethany Lee and this is episode 392. Our guest was on almost exactly a year ago today, so we wanted to catch up with her and hear about her especially standout season this year at Wellington International for WEF 2024. She just won the two-star Grand Prix at WEF about a week ago, and it really solidified her reputation as one of the top young riders in the sport today. So I wanted to catch up with her at her halfway point of WEF and what she's looking forward to down the road for the rest of the year. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Grace Debney. Hey, Grace. Hi.
1: How are you doing? Good. How are you?
0: Doing well. Um, We have, for anyone listening, you may remember that Grace had an episode probably almost like a year ago to the day. Um, So thank you for coming on again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit, like, bring us up to speed about what's been happening with you and your riding and horses and program um over this last year.
2: Well, it's been it's been a really fun year. I've um it's sort of been a year of learning, I think, because I'm sort of a little bit more on my own now. I do a lot of things on my own, like I'm I'm just in charge of flatting my horses and doing all the things in between the shows and then I have people that step up and help me um, when I'm actually showing. So it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of like learning curves for sure, but, Mm -hmm. um, all good things. So that's awesome.
0: You've been busy throughout 2023 and now into 2024. What are some of your biggest accomplishments in the last year? Like what really stands out to you?
2: Honestly, I would say just the start of this WEF season, has been really important. I think Um, everything is sort of clicking together. I have um, Bohem and Zarina back. They were both, they both had small injuries last year, so they missed out on most of 2023. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten them back in the ring and I really feel like I've learned how to ride just Bree. I've had her for a year, but I feel like it's really now just clicking into place. So that's been a long time coming. So yeah, I feel like the last few months have been honestly the my most proud moment. Totally.
0: Yeah. I want to talk more about her in a bit, but um also wanted to congratulate you on your win in the two-star last weekend. So exciting. Tell me a little bit about What emotions were running through you, um, you know, during the whole process and the preparation and then the moment you realized that you won?
2: So um, leading up to the Grand Prix, I was like pretty I was I was pretty confident, honestly, like not that I was going to win, but just confident in my horse. I felt really good about the whole week we had a really good ride in the welcome um and honestly i've just been working on trusting her a lot Mm -hmm. so that really felt like it clicked into place because i feel like our relationship has not been rocky but we just it just hasn't clicked yet so Mm. I i finally did then but yeah i was like a little bit excited honestly just to like get to ride her yeah um And then when we went in for the jump off and I kind of I'm the type of person that like if I find the first jump exactly how I want it, I'm like, okay, now I feel like I've got it. It really sets the tone for the rest of the course. So, yeah, I was just like excited. I kind of thought that I was on it. And then when I realized uh, that I'd beat Nikki's time, it was really just excitement. And then coming out of the ring to see everyone so happy with how the horse went was just, it was a really good feeling.
0: Yeah. And not only did you beat the time, but by a whole second. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about Maybe like what was your process like walking through the jump off and how you strategize for a jump off like how do you think through your track and and pace do you usually you know obviously it's case by case depending on like right. what the, what the jump off is like but do you have a couple different options in your head do you try to make a plan for one thing and try to stick to it to the best of your ability but tell me a little bit about your process for um, making a successful jump off
2: Yeah, so I basically, when I walk the course, I sort of, if if there are lines in the jump off that I need to walk or whatever, I walk them. I'm honestly not the type of person that will walk the turns or anything Mm -hmm. like that people do. I actually find that it messes me up because if I walk and then I don't get that number, I like panic and I'm like, now I just need to run, which never works. I think my biggest goal for every jump off is to just be smooth. I feel like the smoother, the faster you are. So um, that's usually like my plan. Honestly, for when I won the other day, I walked one line for the jump off um, and sort of just did the rest of it off of feel, mm-hmm. um, which I just I don't know. I, I, I think it works better for me if I just kind of ride what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always sort of been that way. I have some unconventional mares. So honestly, it just works better. That way, because, you know, you kind of get in there and it doesn't really ever go to plan. Totally. Yep, exactly.
0: What about your mindset? Because I feel like there is there can sometimes or you can sometimes get stuck in a mindset of you know when it comes to the jump off like surviving versus like thriving and and winning and i feel like you know you you can have the mindset of okay i want to put in just like a a nice good round um you know want to go clear xyz and then kind of taking it and like pushing it a step further and be like okay this is the winning track this is the winning plan and then having that like mindset to win tell me a little bit about your thought process for that
2: so honestly, I I my I talk about this with my friends a lot because they like totally disagree with me, but mm. I am the least nervous for the jump off. Like I am mm. always so much more worried about the first round. And then when I get to the jump off, I'm like, well, I can end today like happy with whatever I have yeah. because at least I was clear. And I think that really helps me because it's sort of like not, it's just like no expectations. Like I just know that I'm going to be at least content at the end of the day. Yeah, Um, I'm a super competitive person. So whenever I walk the course or, you know, go over my plan, like for sure, I'm always thinking of the winning plan and I'm riding for the win. But I try to just not really have any expectations and try to just let it fall into place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tell me a little bit about your horse, about your your mayor that you recently won on. Tell me a little bit about because, you know, as you were kind of mentioning, she's been, you know, like a little bit of a work in progress for you. So tell me how she came into your life and then what that process has been like up until this point.
2: Yeah. So I got her at the end of her eight year old year. I knew she was really special the minute I sat on her. I just got that feeling and also mm. she's a bay mare so she fits right in with my yeah. girls. We just loved her from the start. Um, she's definitely a mare though but it's sort of, I don't know, it's it's my ride. I love when they have like a, a side to them. She definitely has some quirks like she's a bit of a menace but mm. when you get her in the ring she's always fighting for you. So um, you really can't beat that. She just is a lot different from my others. Like she's not quite she's unconventional, but in a different way. Yeah, my others are very hot and like, going, she's very hot, but not always, you know, like, going, you know, she's not I can't ride her in those spurs. Let's put it mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, it, it's been a learning process for me just to learn like, this horse can be hot and have a lot of blood but not in the same way as my other horses like most people think like hot and blood and sensitive and all that means like they're strong or they're you know they're you know you don't need spurs or whatever um she I would consider extremely she's actually my most sensitive mare but it's like all sort of bottled up inside of her and she's just like it's just been really cool to see her grow and like you know, change some of her habits that she had. Um, But yeah, I think she's honestly just like the smartest horse I've ever met, which sort of makes her this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't know, I I just I think she's so special, but I think she just needed time for us to click together. And you know, we've had some really good results. Like I have jumped uh, plenty of clear rounds on her throughout the summer, but I've never like, gotten her to you know, we've never had that win or, yeah. you know, like we've always just been like the top six or top three or what. And I've been right. so happy with it, but this yeah. time it really felt like we just like, were totally together the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. What are some things
0: like, um, over this, um, period of time that you've had her and been getting used to
2: her? What are some things
0: that you like to work on at home?
2: So really I just work on like, her kind of paying attention to me yeah um she's a thinker like she's always thinking about other stuff so I just work on you know just like sort of exercises to just not simulate the show ring but kind of like I do a lot of pole work with her and stuff like that I don't really jump them at home she's naturally like just so talented that Mm -hmm. really I just have to work on you know me riding her well yeah um it's more for me than anything. I think it's just a lot to do with our relationship. Definitely.
0: If you could, you know, I know it It seems like in, you know, recently, especially, and then with your win, that it was like really a turning point for you guys really clicking together. If you could sum up one thing that has brought you to this level of success with her and that kind of like click moment, what would you say it was?
2: I think that it's sort of, I think there, I can't really fit because I think there's two things. I think okay. um, my two, the two girls that work for me have worked really hard to get her to this place. Um, and then I also think that my trainers have, and the people that helped me, they've had a huge impact on it too. It's sort of like from both angles, like my grooms have really helped her. And then my trainers have really helped me. And I think that's sort of like, brought it together really nicely Mm -hmm. Um, because she is she's challenging and my girls they just like know her so well they know exactly how she's feeling at all times and every day is sort of different so one day she might be really happy and another day she might want to kill you so (laughs) they kind of read that really well show day to show day and then my trainers have basically like it's it's a lot to do with it's less to do with really training her. It's more to do with our relationship and just us trusting each other. So they've really been in my ear about that. And I'm glad that I'm finally getting it.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. I know you've mentioned that Jespre has been you know, amazing and she definitely has potential to be a, you know, like a a mega superstar in the sport. So looking ahead, what are your goals and aspirations for her? And how do you kind of plan to continue to develop her and those talents?
2: Yeah, so I, I do. I think she's so special. I think she has all the scope and everything. Um, she, I think, has always lacked a bit of confidence just – you know, she is so smart. I think she has so much self-awareness that she just is like, you know, she doesn't want to be overfaced. She's definitely not a 10-year-old that's going to be jumping five-star repries or anything. So I sort of plan to just keep her at a similar level throughout mm-hmm. this year and then maybe step her up towards the end of the summer. I think it's just so important that she just keeps ha- keeps having rounds like the other day so that yeah. she's like, oh, my God, this is easy. Right. Um it's not that she you know she'll fight for you if it is hard, obviously she she's she really wants to jump clear around she really wants to do the right thing, but I also I want to be careful about not taking it out of her because I do think it's so important when they're you know special mayors like this when they have such a big heart, you can't take it away from them mm-hmm. absolutely
1: whether you've experienced Wellington in person or have seen it on Instagram or the live stream. Anyone can admit that Wellington International is the world's leading hub for the equestrian excellence. It's nestled in the heart of Wellington, Florida, and they are proud hosts of the renowned Winter Equestrian Festival. Between WEF and their ESP annual series, they have over 40 weeks of horse showing. They truly are revolutionizing equestrian sport, so you can witness the excitement in person or online from January through March, either through live stream or competing or spectating yourself. They also have every weekend Saturday Night Lights, which is a spectacle like no other. The Saturday Night Lights really offers you to experience the top of the sport and get up close and personal with top riders. So for more information, visit their website at wellingtoninternational.com that's wellingtoninternational.com and you can learn more about events hospitality the venue how to watch online and more information on the showgrounds all right let's get back to the episode
0: you also work with a really great roster of coaches: um, Samantha Schaefer, Kate Conover, and um, and I, I know this past weekend um, Olympian Shane Sweetnam. So, what do you look yeah. for in your coaches and trainers?
2: Really, just like having someone just be there and be like, you know, like you're you're just the confidence. Really, totally. like, I love Sam and Kate. They have been my trainers since I was nine or ten yeah um so they've really been there through it all like they just have they're like the biggest part of my success I'd say so having them is just like it's always a confidence boost for me Mm -hmm. um but obviously they can't be here every week but honestly like I am here by myself you know when I'm not showing but they're always a phone call away like if I ever have a problem or I need help with something or what do I do with this horse they're always just like right there and they'll just, you know, train me over the phone, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we have a really good relationship. And then when they can't be here, Shane sort of steps in and helps out, which I'm so grateful for. Like he's been so gracious. Um, It's so nice to have someone there for you uh, on the ground in the schooling ring and stuff. And, you know, if I ever have a problem or I'm struggling with a horse, I can always just, uh, you know, bring it over to Shane's and we'll jump around a course and he'll give me a lesson so it's been it's been really great like I honestly I couldn't ask for better people to have yeah definitely um and then right now obviously
0: with Wef um it's a great place to be because it's, you know, full of the best riders and trainers and coaches in the industry. How would you say being so close to so much of the top of the sport for a full season impact you and your riding? Like, what would you say are some of the most important things you've learned throughout your WEF seasons kind of being in the mix here and I know in the past you've also spent um some time in Ocala as well but um WEF specifically what would you what would you say kind of being here where it's just kind of the the mecca of the hunter jumper world in the winter time
2: it's been so helpful I mean not only do you have people just you know like basically in your backyard at all times um which is really what works uh, for me and Shane is, you know, it's just easy. um, And I mean, not easy, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just really helpful to literally have him, you know, a few feet away Right. um, since I rent out of his backyard, but yeah, you go to the show and most of the classes are made up of some of the best riders in the world. So literally just getting to watch them is so helpful to everyone's riding. Like, you don't have to be trained by these people to learn from them and watch what they do. As long as you, you know, you're watching right in the correct way. Um, So yeah, just seeing that competition. And I had said in my interview after the Grand Prix win is, you know, like winning in Wellington is so special because the competition here is just, you, you really, you can't beat it um, Mm -hmm. at this time of the year, especially just the, not even how many people are here. It's, it's, hundreds of incredible riders, not right. just hundreds of regular riders. Right. Even. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: unlike really any venue anywhere else you can go. So yeah, if, sure. you, if you're finding success here, it's, it's legitimate. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um In our sport, obviously there are also setbacks and challenges. It's just an inevitable part of it. So can you share a maybe a particularly difficult moment or obstacle you faced in your career. It doesn't have to be recent, but, um, or it can be, and and how you worked through it and overcame it.
2: I think probably the biggest obstacle was having my two, um, really good mayors out for last year. Right. Neither of their injuries were, you know, like I knew that they were going to come back and I really feel like they've come back unbelievably well. Uh, they've both had wins already this year. Um, but it was definitely hard to have them both gone. They're they're like my heart horses. Mm. I just I love them so much. I've had the Zarina Mare for five years. She was my first horse to even jump like meter 40 on. Wow. Um, and Bohem came right after. So it's they're just both so special to me. I feel like they're they are for sure the biggest horses of my career. Um they really brought me up the ranks and they really showed me. How to do everything correct. So it was super hard to have them out. Um, you know, I had other horses to keep me going, um, which I'm super grateful I had them, but it was definitely hard. So yeah, I feel like that was my biggest setback is injuries do happen despite, yeah. you know, how hard you work for them to not happen. Um, I'm lucky that they were small enough and I, really tried to take my time bring the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they really feel amazing right now. Yeah, that's great. I mean and and time can sometimes
0: be the most difficult challenge is trying to gauge right. like when to push and when to wait and um a lot of you know like um so many injuries, you know, while they are very um Mm-hmm. Very minor in terms of coming back. um, Time is such a big component to you know like a healthy and, right. and successful recovery. Which I know you know with this sport, it's like you get wrapped up in like okay, there's a show every weekend, and then we have to do this, and we have to prepare for this, and they have to peak this time. So it just sure. it can mess with you a bit. Um, Trying to yeah, it was yourself. a
2: huge it was a huge waiting game. All I wanted was for those two to be back, and yeah. they were both twelve, and I had just started jumping like my first three-star Grand Prix when they um, got injured. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just want them back. And I just want to – I just felt like I was really peaking with them. Um, so, yeah, it was upsetting. But I feel like I'm, I'm really proud of myself and my team for how we brought them back. That was also a learning experience. I've yeah. never actually really rehabbed a horse mm-hmm. um, myself, bef- you know, to to that extreme. So right. um, I'm super proud of how we – brought them back and to have them already winning, you know, a few weeks in, they've only done a few shows is just really special. Amazing, Totally.
0: Um, as an equestrian role model like yourself, um, how do you approach your responsibility to, you know, be a part of the community in a way that you are inspiring and encouraging younger riders who definitely look up to you?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's a lot of pressure actually, Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I try to just work really hard and, um, I feel like I just, I just love to like be such a huge part of my horses, you know, daily lives. So I just feel like showing the younger generation that you can, you know, still really, you know, groom your own horses and be a part of everything. Right. It's actually really helpful. So I think that's like my biggest Thing with and honestly, like before this whole year, I wasn't the best at it either. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have my horses at home with me, but I was in I was in school, so I I do know it's it's a little bit hard. But now that I have them, you know, with me every single day, and I see them all day, and groom them, and do basically, you know, mm-hmm. their whole schedule with right. my um, with my groom. It's it's been really helpful for my riding, actually. That's really cool. Um, what would you say is something that you are passionate
0: about in the industry that you feel people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about?
2: I would, I would honestly say kind of just like piggybacking off of what I was just saying is in the last year, I've just, I feel like I know so much more about the care and all that, that, um, and I do think it's helped, me in every aspect um it's not just about like brushing your horse Mm -hmm. and you know grazing or whatever it's just the day-to-day like you know every single thing about the horse you know every single thing physically mentally all the things so Mm -hmm. I I just feel like it's helped us so much in the ring and I do feel like that's the biggest part of why me and the just free horse have probably clicked so well recently is just, we're just learning so much about each other. So yeah, I think that's probably not done enough these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you, you just develop that relationship where, um, you know, it's hard and especially like, you know, knowing you, you know, a few years back as, as a top junior rider and how much you catch road. And I mean, you were like, feel like always just like running around getting on one horse to the next and showing (laughs) and and you know maybe didn't have a lot of time extra time to do things like that and obviously juggling school and things like that and so it's cool that you're at a place right now in your riding where you do have a little bit more time to do that but it's it's so interesting that you sometimes don't think about it until you experience that kind of like next level of bond with your horse through things like that, you know, that are, that are done on the ground for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, with WEF being, yeah, just about halfway over now. Um, Mm -hmm. what are, um, some things that you are looking forward to for the rest of the season and how do you kind of take the rest of this, um, season in Wellington and then, um, you know, kind of projecting off to the rest of the year with some, some goals and things that you have planned for the rest of the year?
2: So I'm for sure excited to close out the U25 um, series. I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a great part of Wellington. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives everyone a chance to sort of have a class without all of the Olympians. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it can get really difficult, like we talked about before, just having hundreds of absolutely incredible riders. It can be really hard to have success. So I think I I really enjoy that series. Um, And then... I honestly I haven't made a quite a plan for the rest of season. I I kinda like to take things week by week. That's um good, yeah. but I really for the whole season and for the whole year, I just plan to keep things consistent uh with my horses and kind of just know what they are feeling and then sort of back off of that. Um I'll I'll make a you know, a a temporary plan mm-hmm. for the summer, but um Yeah, I'll probably start to step uh, just Brie up at some point during the summer. But like I said before, I just want to keep things really consistent for her and um, sort of encourage her to feel absolutely completely comfortable in the ring. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: That's very wise of
0: you schedule wise, because, yeah, as much as we would love to like have everything, you know, super planned out, it kind of with, you know, with the sport, it always has to be. Um, to some degree of being tentative because yeah it's so unpredictable and things change so much so I think having that um, that foresight that it's like okay this this would be great if it happens this way but it very well might not but we're just going to keep kind of taking it one week at a time
2: sometimes I make a plan and then it completely goes off the rails right disappointed by it so I'm just like I'm just going to go week by week and see sort of what happens. Well, and just like your
0: plan in the jump off, you just kind of keep your options open and see what happens. Exactly. Well, Grace, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. It was great catching up with you and I'll see you in Wellington for the next several weeks,
2: but I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on here.